Section 14 of Summer in a Garden and Calvin, a Study of Character by Charles Dudley Warner. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Section 14 Summer in a Garden. Eleventh Week. Perhaps, after all, it is not what you get out of a garden, but what you put into it that is the most remunerative what is a man a question frequently asked and never so far as i know satisfactorily answered he commonly spends his seventy years if so many are given him in getting ready to enjoy himself how many hours how many minutes does one get of that pure content which is happiness i do not mean laziness which is always discontent but that serene enjoyment in which all the natural senses have easy play and the unnatural ones have a holiday there is probably nothing that has such a tranquillizing effect and leads into such content as gardening by gardening i do not mean that insane desire to raise vegetables which some have but the philosophical occupation of contact with the earth and companionship with gently growing things and patient processes that exercise which soothes the spirit and develops the deltoid muscles in half an hour i can hoe myself right away from this world as we commonly see it into a large place where there are no obstacles what an occupation it is for thought the mind broods like a hen on eggs the trouble is that you are not thinking about anything but are really vegetating like the plants around you i begin to know what the joy of the grapevine is in running up the trellis which is similar to that of the squirrel in running up a tree we all have something in our nature that requires contact with the earth in the solitude of garden labor one gets into a sort of communion with the vegetable life which makes the old mythology possible for instance i can believe that the dryads are plenty this summer my garden is like an ash heap almost all the moisture it has had in weeks has been the sweat of honest industry the pleasure of gardening in these days when the thermometer is at ninety is one that i fear i shall not be able to make intelligible to my readers many of whom do not appreciate the delight of soaking in the sunshine i suppose that the sun going through a man as it will on such a day takes out of him rheumatism consumption and every other disease except sudden death from sunstroke but aside from this there is an odor from the evergreens the hedges the various plants and vines that is only expressed and set afloat at a high temperature which is delicious and hot as it may be a little breeze will come at intervals which can be heard in the tree-tops and which is an unobtrusive benediction i hear a quail or two whistling in the ravine and there is a good deal of fragmentary conversation going on among the birds even on the warmest days the companionship of calvin also counts for a good deal he usually attends me unless i work too long in one place sitting down on the turf displaying the ermine of his breast and watching my movements with great intelligence he has a feline and genuine love for the beauties of nature and will establish himself where there is a good view and look on it for hours he always accompanies us when we go to gather the vegetables seeming to be desirous to know what we are to have for dinner he is a connoisseur in the garden being fond of almost all the vegetables except the cucumber a dietectic hint to man i believe it is also said that the pig will not eat tobacco these are important facts 
it is singular however that those who hold up the pigs as models to us never hold us up as models to the pigs i wish i knew as much about natural history and the habits of animals as calvin does he is the closest observer i ever saw and there are few species of animals on the place that he has not analyzed i think he has to use a euphemism very applicable to him got outside of every one of them except the toad to the toad he is entirely indifferent but i presume he knows that the toad is the most useful animal in the garden i think the agricultural society ought to offer a prize for the finest toad when polly comes to sit in the shade near my strawberry beds to shell peas calvin is always lying near in apparent obliviousness but not the slightest unusual sound can be made in the bushes that he is not alert and prepared to investigate the cause of it it is this habit of observation so cultivated which has given him such a trained mind and made him so philosophical it is within the capacity of even the humblest of us to attain this and speaking of the philosophical temper there is no class of men whose society is more to be desired for this quality than that of plumbers they are the most agreeable men i know and the boys in the business begin to be agreeable very early i suspect the secret of it is that they are agreeable by the hour in the driest days my fountain became disabled the pipe was stopped up a couple of plumbers with the implements of their craft came out to view the situation there was a good deal of difference of opinion about where the stoppage was i found the plumbers perfectly willing to sit down and talk about it talk by the hour some of their guesses and remarks were exceedingly ingenious and their general observations on other subjects were excellent in their way and could hardly have been better if they had been made by the job the work dragged a little as it is apt to do by the hour the plumbers had occasion to make me several visits sometimes they would find upon arrival that they had forgotten some indispensable tool and one would go back to the shop a mile and a half after it and his comrade would await his return with the most exemplary patience and sit down and talk always by the hour i do not know but it is a habit to have something wanted at the shop they seemed to me very good workmen and always willing to stop and talk about the job or anything else when i went near them nor had they any of that impetuous hurry that is said to be the bane of our american civilization to their credit be it said that i never observed anything of it in them they can afford to wait two of them will sometimes wait nearly half a day while a comrade goes for a tool they are patient and philosophical it is a great pleasure to meet such men one only wishes there was some work he could do for them by the hour there ought to be reciprocity i think they have very nearly solved the problem of life it is to work for other people never for yourself and get your pay by the hour you then have no anxiety and little work if you do things by the job you are perpetually driven the hours are scourges if you work by the hour you gently sail on the stream of time which is always bearing you on to the haven of pay whether you make any effort or not working by the hour tends to make one moral a plumber working by the job trying to unscrew a rusty refractory nut in a cramped position where the tongs continually slipped off would swear but i never heard one of them swear or exhibit the least impatience at such a vexation working by the hour nothing can move a man who is paid by the hour how sweet the flight of time seems to his calm mind the end of section fourteen
Recording by Mark Penfold.